I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Like acting like a straight couple. A what? I know. It's weird as crap when it happens, but it does. A lot lately. You mean as perception to other people, or you mean the heteronormativity that you have identified? Like... Or we recognize when we go, hey, that's weird. Yeah, That's like heteronormative or something. We notice it, and other people notice it, and we notice other people noticing it. Well, I do anyway. Like, for example, your aunt had brought the kids home the other day. My my aunt was here. Your aunt was here. I came she, home late. You did come home late. She had brought the kids after their gymnastics lessons because this is how we've worked our schedule out. And I made a kid-friendly dinner for them because it was easy for me and because you were going to be working late. And it happens a lot that I'm parenting while you're working, which is already one of those heteronormative things. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I was thinking when you said that. I thought, yeah, you're home cooking and feeding children and making them do stuff. And I'm at work. Earning a paycheck. Yep. Which I still have to do on Fridays, and you are often able to have your 40 hours in before then. And, and have some downtime, which is probably good for everybody. It probably is, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, like when you went and found snow the other day. Yes, I found snow. It was great. Yay, snow. You went up the mountain and... Really good for snowballs, kind of snow like, or building anything if you have more of it. Yeah, and I had made kid food because it was easy for me. And I've gotten really used to cooking for efficiency and expediency and folding some nutrition in there in the process. Because for a number of years, that's just been how we do. I cook. I have very rarely had a chance to just cook for myself or for myself and other adults. And I have very rarely had a chance to devote lengths of time to cooking. I did it today. I made soup. I yes, made you did. parsnip soup, and then I was freaking out because you didn't like it, and I was all worried that... I'm not sure I care for it. I might eat some of it anyway. It is a vegetable. It is a vegetable. But... Anyway. You were you were worried I didn't like it, and I didn't I didn't care doesn't bother me. I don't have to eat if I don't want to. And I spent way too long only being able to spend time cooking if it was going to feed everybody. And so that's how I've gotten used to cooking, is you make food, you make it fast, and you make it for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I often end up sacrificing taste in that process. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The kids like things that taste nasty. Kids do in general, though. It's kind of a pervasive childhood thing. Yeah. But you got home, and I had already put away, I think it was chili dogs. Mm-hmm. And you got home, and you didn't want chili dogs. No way. Because, number one, you can't even eat the chili because most chilies have weed in them for binding, for thickening. And... You can't have the hot dog buns. And so I asked you, what do you want to eat? Because I was still in 
feed the family mode. Yeah, I was standing around in the kitchen thinking, what should I eat? And, and you said, what should I make you? And then I said what I, I wanted, and then you got up and started making it, and I thought, this is weird. Yes, and it wasn't really all that comfortable for either of us in that moment because we're both like, wait a minute. You were not comfortable with having someone just do for you because you've never been comfortable with that. You have a really hard time with not providing for yourself, not accomplishing for yourself. Usually I would just do it myself, but I was tired. And you you were. were willing to cook my food, so... And for me, it was really weird because it was holy heteronormativity, Batman. Yes. <laughs> Your husband stands around the kitchen and tells you exactly how he wants that piece of meat cooked. <laughs> yes. Um, a little bit of salt and a little bit of turmeric, please. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just standing there making it, and your aunt's just standing there watching us, and, you know... Probably didn't seem even... strange hurt to her. Exactly, and that was even weirder to me that, like... For people of a certain age and of a certain culture, that's just the way you do things. Yeah. Dude comes home, you feed him whatever he wants or whatever you got. And, and it was just the weirdest thing to me. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking about that. And then, you know, it came up a couple other times. Like, I'll be doing the ironing and you'll... Be doing the sitting on the couch watching the TV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which took me three years to get used to. Are you actually used to it now? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Okay. I'm not sitting there completely uncomfortable the whole time. And this is not to say that we do not have a fairly equal balance of, you know, division of labor. No, but you like ironing. I enjoy is, ironing. You know. I do. And I am good at cooking quickly and fairly nutritiously. And so I do it because you cook, and you cook very well, but you take a long time to cook. I want stuff with good flavors in it, not kid food. <laughs> you want food the way you want it, and you will take the time that it takes to get it the way you want it. Yes. I want food that will feed my family and that I didn't have to work five hours to get made. Well, that you even spend up to an hour, and it seems like a waste the way our kids don't like anything anyway. So. Hmm. It's a whole other topic. It is, but, you know, I'll be ironing, and then you you had some holes in your sweaters, and you said... Can you fix these? And I said, of course, because I worked in a fabric store in high school. I am fairly accomplished at sewing. It's something that I used to enjoy doing when I actually had the free time to, you know... And in this day and age of culture... Most mending or sewing would be, again, old school, like my aunt's generation, but for women. You know, mm -hmm. the, before that, it was tailors, and now there were men, but then it fell to women. It did, and even before that, you know, the household mending. I can mend clothes. Yeah. I can make clothes. My clothes will just look better with a hole in them than me mending them. <laughs> yes. See, that's the thing. What was it you said? You said, fix this. You didn't say mend this. You said, fix it. I because said, can I can, you, can you fix this? I can. I can fix it and make it look like it's supposed to. Yes. And if you tried to fix it, it would be mended. Mm. Mostly. Mm. Possibly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. 
Cloth is not my medium. I'm good with cloth. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, sort of like you used to about yourself, you would feel that it was an effeminate trait. Like you used to have really good fashion sense. Or there were certain things that you would do, like you had a bazillion pairs of shoes. And these things were not feminine. They were effeminate. And that is long how I felt about a lot of my more feminine traits, like being the cook and the seamstress and wearing makeup feels not like a feminine thing to do. It feels like a drag thing to do. But lately, when other people are aware of these things, it becomes more visible just how normative those things are for what our relationship appears to be now. Right. Like if you're putting on your face and I'm all ready to go and I'm just waiting. Yes. Yeah. And these things used to be subversive that if we were in a same gender relationship and one of us would take a more masculine role and one of us would take a more feminine role, but not to complement the other's masculinity, but to F with the gender system. That was that, you know, femme gender fuck thing. We have time for that? Mm, we used to. Okay. What do you mean we have time for that? We have time for anything besides what we need to do, usually. When we would go out and be, you know, the butch femme couple, it oh, was... Oh, out in public, you mean? Yes. Yes, okay. Public display of genderness. Uh, yes. Okay. And, you know, it would be this very subversive thing, but now it's this very normative thing, and both of us are a little bit weird with that. Until then, we are discussing it with another friend, and I say, yes, I do all the cooking, but he does all the cleaning. And all of a sudden, it wasn't so normative because she was looking at her husband like, hey, why don't you do that? <laughs> and then he was saying he had put all this lawn in sod, you know, and I was thinking, well, I, I would have been out there. You didn't help him. So there. Yeah. I would made you, I would have had you help me because. Yes. Like I. That's how we do things. Did the deck. I did what? 70, 80 percent of the work on the deck. Yeah. You wanted to fill in in between spots. Exactly and how you wanted to. I climb up on the roof and put up the lights. Yes, because you want them the certain way, and it's okay with me. If you weren't doing it, I would go on the roof and put up lights. Mm -hmm. But since you're already doing it, we shouldn't both be on the roof. No. No. We'll help each other the wrong way, somebody will fall down. <laughs> <laughs> we will, and it'll just be all weird. Yeah, it won't be helpful. Dangerous. Dangerous, yes. <laughs> it won't be weird. It'll be dangerous. Dangerous is no good. Yeah. The, the perceptions that other people have of this dynamic have shifted. and Yes, their perceptions of you go shopping for the groceries and I stay home. Yes. Is different than it was before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you take the kids so that I can go grocery shopping, you're not always seen as parenting, you're seen as babysitting. Yes, I am watching my children. You are watching your children. At least that's what, how it appears. You and I both know I am parenting the hell out of them. <laughs> you are, and I love that about you. Yes. And I love that you don't mind when I am 
more gender non-conforming. Like, yes, I cook, but I stomp around the kitchen like a chef. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> and I do all the tech support and gear assembly in our house. Yes. You build things, though. I do. Yes. What was the last thing you built? Don't know. Probably something I rebuilt, like one of the drawers the kids yank out of some piece of thing that's supposed to be part of the house. Yes. Yes, that would have been it. The the bathroom drawer that number two had a temper fit and slammed it so hard that the front panel came off of it. Yeah, I took it. I had to rebuild it. You had to completely rebuild the... I had to, the... I had to put it back together, but it needed help. <laughs> That drawer was not going to go back together without some serious... I had enough pieces of wood that were the right kind. That's good. To go in those kind of things that kids break. <laughs> yes. And so you, you know, trotted out your table saw and your drill and all your power tools that would have been, again, that subversive, stereotypical butch thing before. But now they're just like, well, of course he has power tools. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's taken in a different light than it was before. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. So is belly grumbling. Yeah. What else should you be eating today? I don't know. I have to figure that out, don't I? And you're a meat and potatoes kind of guy, speaking of which. Yes, I, I am. Not really potatoes, but... No, you've gone off potatoes because they're too starchy. Once in a while I have potatoes. But you're a red meat kind of guy. I like red meat and a vegetable. Yes. And mm -hmm. I like white meat and sweets. Mm -hmm. And again, these things that are somewhat gendered in our culture. Expectations. Yes. They take on a new meaning when they used to be an aspect of your non-conformity, and now they are an aspect of your conformity. Yes, they do. We see this in our kids, too. Like, number uh, one is, is kind of the oddball, but number two is such a boy, and number three is such a girl, and I think we've mentioned this before, but... The, the oddball is a nerdy, autistic guy, mostly. Yes. Mostly a guy, as far as we know. And, yes, they are very girly and very... Much a boy, the other two kids. Mm hmm And so, you Except know. Except he, he sneaks around the house and she stomps. She totally stomps, which I have to ad admit that she comes by that naturally. I had to learn to walk quietly. You walk very quietly. Now, you scare the hell out of me sometimes if I'm doing the dishes and in my own world. When I was growing up, I stomped everywhere. So it's all your fault. I had to learn how She's to do She's the stompiest of... little stomper ever. <laughs> she totally stomps is. Not, you, think, you think some... Some Somebody else is coming down the hall, except we all know it's her now. Mm-hmm. And you said the other day you thought it was her, but it was a dog. He stomps, Yeah, the dog too. stomps now, too. And he's the, he's the smallest dog that was in the house. Yes, he, he, he's the smallest of the three that we had had. And he's the only one left now. The last man standing is our... Last man napping. <laughs> he stomps, though. He's our... He's a little stiff. Yes, he's got arthritis and Alzheimer's and... Stomp, stomp, stomp. He never spoke doggy language, so we think he's autistic also. Mm-hmm. Yes. But 
Yeah, I, I had to learn how to do a lot of things that were girly when I was growing up, like how to walk with my elbows tucked in. And how not to take up space. You don't cook with your elbows tucked in. I don't cook with my <laughs> elbows tucked in, no. <laughs> and I had to learn that no matter, you know, how much space I'm actually taking up in a confined area, I should always leave a little bit of space between myself and whatever or whoever I'm going around. I should always squish myself into the wall when I go past. I should always turn myself sideways to cross through the doorway. Because these things are more conducive to being appropriately socially integrated. I didn't see them as being gendered at the time. And now you know the dirty secret. It's weird as fuck. <laughs> and I kind of amped up a lot of those traits when you first started transitioning. And just before you were transitioning, when it was that fun butch femme dynamic that was beautifully subversive that people see us from behind and think we're a hetero couple and then they see your tits and now you don't have tits and now you're a guy and and it's just weird again <laughs> for example i would put on a little extra makeup uh-huh and i would i think we mentioned this before too like when people didn't know what to do with you, I would be out in front like, hi, I'm a girl and this is my husband. And it would make the entire social interaction that much smoother. Right. They like to have a context. They do. That they're familiar with. And now it's back to, hi, I'm a queer and this is my husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Huh? I, I, I sometimes wonder you know, how, how that reflects on you. And I worry sometimes that it, and I know at the beginning, I intentionally chose not to play up some of those queer traits that I could because I didn't want to hinder the perception of your masculinity in most social settings. Mm -hmm. But now that you're very clearly male, I can settle back into some of those. Yes, I'm his princess man. Yep. You build birdhouses with the kids. I teach them to program computers. Yes, you do. And the number two child wants to go on the roof with you. Number two wants to go on the roof with me. He does. I told him no. <laughs> He'll go up on the roof without me. He doesn't care. Of course, I think we've firmly established that number two is the honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of tech support, I got a new mixer, and I'm looking forward to using it. We haven't used it today. No, it's sitting here in a box. I didn't know what was in the... There was a brown box in the garage on my couch in my man cave. Yes. And I, I was I like, huh, I wonder if that's a Christmas present. Bought or... something online, and it was outside, you know, in the part of the garage that's not used that is your man cave, and I think it's great that you have a man cave. My man cave is inside my computer. Yeah. You're in my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You mentioned the mixer to me. You said you wanted to get something or another, and I said, so just get whatever you want. What do we care? It's which, not like you're buying something outrageously expensive. Which, again, is the weirdest thing to me. It's it's one of those shifts that's happened in our relationship over the past couple of years. That, And so I know part of this is that in my last relationship, I know I had to be very careful about what I bought and when so as not to trigger any jealousy about the fact that I was the breadwinner. 
And in every relationship... Well, that's I, ridiculous. You have to work your ass off and, and try not to point it out to everybody. <laughs> well, this is the first relationship I've ever been with a man where I'm not the man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 odd to me. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. It's just a very unique and new experience to be the woman in a one-woman relationship. <laughs> I didn't mind being the woman when I was in a relationship with a woman, whether, you know, before with you or with, you know, any of the other people that I've dated. I could be a woman with a woman, but when I was with a man, I was the man. Mm-hmm. And I'm the woman now with a man. <laughs> and it's weird as fuck. <laughs> And so I do the shopping. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. I buy things for us. And if you want something, you're like, um, I need more cacao powder. Can you go online and find that for me? <laughs> yes, I do. You do? It's because it's on the computer, and I know you'll, you'll do it faster. I will, and I'll find the best deal for the best quality, and it'll, your, it'll be okay. Your native country, you can find things there. The internet is my native country, but, you know, it... Because of these other traits, we end up falling into these heteronormative behaviors. I have practice at cooking efficiently, so I just happen to be the cook. I am very familiar with online experiences, and so, of course, I'm going to be the one to go online and buy something. When you, you don't want, you don't like to do the dishes, and I want them clean as quickly as possible, so I do them. You do the dishes, and you do a lot of cleaning around here. That growing up, I grew up in a very questionably clean environment, and I learned to overlook a lot of things, and I continued to overlook them in a relationship, long-term relationship with my kid's dad, who was not good at cleaning, and I had better things to do than keep the house clean, and it's really weird to say that, but I really did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I like them that way. And so you So clean. we do the things that, are, that we're quicker at. Yes, and sometimes they're heteronormative and sometimes they're not, but when they are, we both have this odd sense in the back of our heads like, is this really the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> Am I really supposed to be standing here in the kitchen waiting for my wife to make my burger... And I'm supposed to be just telling her how? <laughs> Things wrong. It does, but then it works out. And so we fit. Yes. And, and I'm looking at the box for the mixer thing, and I'm sure it's not as fascinating as I think. It's not just that it's a geeky thing. You're a music person, so the, this mixer thing is. But one of the buttons says, Phantom Power. <laughs> yes, one of them does say Phantom Power. I don't know what that means, so it's. Way more interesting than it probably is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it powers the phantom. Cool. Comes with your with its own phantom, huh? It totally does. I, I'm gonna have to unbox it outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any more of those things getting loose in here. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Right. We've had enough dead people around here. We don't need to oh, ship one in from Amazon. Dead people. <laughs> Ugh. Dead people. 
Do do we have a list of dead people no, I all this year? No, I refuse to make a list. I'm a list person. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's Not see. Right we now. started with no, 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 no. There's too many. There's too many. You got to write them all down first because you're going to miss some, and then we have to come back later and say we forgot the other dead people. <laughs> see, that's why I have a book. It started last year with Doggy A, and it just kept going. Like last. Mm-hmm. Dece- they, end of they December, know, beginning of they've been hearing about dead people all year, just like us. <laughs> yeah. We have, we find dead people, they happen, and then we tell them. <laughs> One dead. after another. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, people die every year, and I'm sure that, you know, other people have their years of dead people, or the, the people dying this year are no more statistically significant than the number of people that die every other year. But our dead people this year are, like, all our dead people. Yes. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately. So, do we deal with death in a stereotypically uh, gendered way? We don't deal with death in a stereotypically anything way, you and I. Fair. (laughs) At all. I don't know. I think you've got that typical male grief loss thing where you just turn into the, the I'm going to get it done and that's going to make it all better, which is a very typically male thing. Don't I do that with everything because I have to? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is there anything else that we do that's stereotypically gender-tastic? Probably. <laughs> so tell me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you come up with any other examples of anything else right that now? we do? Nope. <laughs> Not right this minute, I can't. All right. How about <laughs> our kids? Any examples of their stereotypical gender tasterness? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you want to say it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, then. I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! He's giving me a look. There's a dog outside our window, squeaking at us, because we won't let him in. We will not. He he was making licky noises. And <laughs> what is he doing? He's pushing the window with his nose. Aw. Pull up the blinds. All right. Thank you. I'm... Go in the house. Go on. Go. Only pull it up that much. There. Doesn't need to be that much. You, know, you, you can look He's up. right there. He's looking. Yeah. Looking at us. Okay. He's going to go to another window, probably.
and <laughs> you're gonna have to put that sheet up a little. I am. Sorry, dog. We'll get you in a few minutes. There. <laughs> and he's smutzing up the window. He is smutzing up the window, and you just you didn't clean these ones, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.